welcome back to another episode of Creative Mastery with me, your host, Samoa Blanchett. I know that last week I told you guys that I would be talking to you guys about how to strengthen your relationship with each archetype in the following episodes. However, I've changed my mind because what I've realized is that what you really want to learn is how to leverage each of these archetypes in order to create what it is that you want. And there's a there's a there's a slight little difference between that. You see, you already have a relationship with each of these archetypes and the reason that you're not fully accessing what it is that you're able to create, your full creative potential, is simply because you're identifying with either one or all of them. Because that's what your mind wants to do. Our minds just want to attach its identity to something. That's it's it's the it's human nature. And what we actually want to do is get you to the center, which is what I call the creatrix, the creatrix, which is you because you're not any of these identities I ha as I have said I know a million a million times um so the way to actually leverage everything that you it is you can create and that you want to create is by fully detaching yourself from, from these identities these archetypes and truly understanding and being in that space of pure creative potential and the reason you want to be there is because from that space everything and any anything and everything is possible a really good example of that that can that i can just share with you guys is actually with one of my clients so one of my clients she started working with me and when we started working together she was charging five thousand dollars for her work which is you know not bad and when we talked, she talked about maybe raising her price to eight or $10,000, but she was like, I don't even know how I can do that because, um, because of like, I don't really see who's going to buy it or how I could sell it at that point. Da, da, da. So even doubling her prices was just, it was something that her mind just couldn't comprehend. And this is a client who was mostly operate, identifying with her parent archetype and just after a couple of weeks, it was two or three weeks, this client messaged me and she's like, oh my God, my process is so great. I could charge $50,000 for it. I could charge anything I really wanted for it and still receive what I wanted for my process. And this space, the space that she said this in, this wasn't like, oh, just like her, like blowing smoke up her ass or um, bullshitting herself. She truly believed that she could, that her work was worth that. And nothing really changed about her work. Sure, she gained more clarity about her work, but what really changed is that she shifted in that moment. She shifted from that space of being identifying with her parent archetype to being fully herself and fully uh, relating to her full creative potential. And this is a thing that we as creatives, we do. This is something that you already naturally do where you sh actually shift into who you're really meant to be and you're, you're in that space of full creative potential of pure bliss, of pure excitement and pure knowing that anything you want to create is possible and you can create it right now. You know, it's not just a, I think that this is true or, you know, da da da. You know within your body, within your soul that that is possible. However, what we often do is we get into that space, but we don't stay in it. It's temporary. Sometimes it's only for a few minutes, for a few hours. Sometimes it's for a few days. Some people get lucky and it's for a few weeks. But what we often do is we shift right back into some archetype, some identity that we attach ourselves to. So the goal is to stay in that space for as long as you can, because from that space, you can literally create anything you want. And more importantly, you can 
reach you can create what i call and express from what i call your perfect creative tone you see every single creative person when you're creating something and you're trying to express something there's usually this feeling that you get when something just feels a hundred percent right especially when you're expressing when you're in creation mode this is not about um making decisions from your intuition or anything like that that's a completely different thing what i'm talking about is when you're trying to create art and this and when i talk about art it can be anything i'm not just talking to people who um create physical art like art pieces or music or anything but i'm talking to any kind of art whatever your work is whatever your work of art is when you're trying to create something even the small pieces a lot of times as you're expressing that art you know when it's just ex exactly what it is that you want to be expressing and you also know when you can go deeper when there is more to be expressed you also feel that you feel it i feel it in my gut but each person feels it differently it's, it's just a knowing that you have within yourself right and what a lot of people do is they don't actually push themselves a lot of creatives you don't actually push yourself to create to express that from that um perfect creative tone and the reason is that because you're like oh i'm just being a perfectionist and you know whatever and you just kind of gloss over it and whatever comes to you just go ahead and express it and there's nothing wrong with that and i know that there are a lot of creators out there who want to experience continuously experience that expression of that pure creative tone and the way to do that is to act from your creatrix because each archetype each identity when you're creating from a certain specific identity and expressing from that identity, you can you can only express a portion of what you're truly here to express of what you truly want to express. And that's why you're not feeling that pure ecstasy and fun when you're creating what you want. Like even when you are having fun, you know that there's a lot deeper that you can go. And that depth that you're that you're seeking, that level of satiation that you want to experience lies in the creatrix. Like you being in that space of being in the creatrix, you being fully yourself and expressing from that space. Um and as I said, the reason that most people don't do that is because they're attached to one of the identities or they or all of the identities. I've noticed something really interesting with some of my clients where they as we start detaching them from one identity, <laughs> they immediately seek shelter like their psyche immediately seeks shelter in another identity. And it's like, um, OK, let's just bring we're not trying to go there. We're trying to get you to center. Come on, like, let's just bring you back. So it's a really uh, interesting and fun process process to see and so what that's what you're doing that's what i'm teaching you guys to do for yourselves is to see where you're attaching your identity and then detach yourself so that you can leverage the identities that you've been attached to and so the process to send to center yourself and do that is it, it's a three-part process the first thing you want to do is you want to identify which identity you're attaching yourself to you're you're attaching your identity to and then you want to detach yourself and then you want to leverage what it is that you leverage the strengths of the identity so that you can create what it is that you can want to create and express fully what it is that you're here to express because you're no longer um attaching yourself to a specific identity so this is a process where i've called it an unraveling of yourself because the main reason that you're not fully accessing the deep core of your creative potential is because you're 
in this space where you wrapped up in all this conditioning and all these shoulds and all of the places that you should be showing up and how you should be and all of that, which you've taken on not just from other people, but even from your, from your life experiences, even from the lessons that you've learned, even from the person you think you should be in order to create, to, to create and express in the way that you want. Like all of that is all wrapped up in your identity. And so you're not truly expressing from who you really are. And so I call this a process of an unraveling it's not even growth because that doesn't even feel like the right word it's more of an unraveling where you're unraveling who you really are who who unraveling all the parts of yourself that aren't so that you can really sink into the the person the being you truly are and express from that space and from that space you're able to create and expand even further and grow even further and express even deeply so here's the breakdown of unravel of how to unravel yourself the first thing you want to do as i said is identify which archetype you're uh identifying yourself with <laughs> so in the last episode i broke down each of the archetypes and i told you like what they're like what they're more like and whatnot um so that's really what you want to do you want to see which archetype you're identifying yourself with but you don't want to just stop there you want to actually see how you're identifying yourself with it because identities are very comp complex you're not just it's not just like a surface level thing even a brief explanation with what i shared earlier isn't enough for you to um to really see what it is that you how it is that you're identifying with yourself and even then the thing is because i've even seen this with myself because we can we can only see from one perspective you you will never fully see how you're identifying with a specific archetype which is why um i do this work which is why clients work with me to do this because it's like i can actually see i can see certain things that they're not able to see i i can perceive them in ways that they're not even able to perceive themselves and that's what all of us as humans do we because of our different perspectives we're able to see things about each other that we're not even able to see for ourselves and so you if you if you have people in your life that tr you trust you can also enlist them in the process of helping you um detach yourself from specific identities that you want to detach yourself from um so that's just like a little <laughs> side thing i'm sharing um this is also why i do the work that i do because as i said it's not something you can fully do alone um so but first you want to see not just that you're identifying with a specific archetype but how you're identifying with it in all aspects of your life this isn't something that you just do in your career or in your relationships or um when you're playing with your kids or friend or hanging out with your friends or um hanging out with your partner like this isn't just something that you do then or when you're leading the people that you lead this is something you do in every single moment it's something you do when you're making decisions it's something you do in the dialogue you have with yourself it's something you do in the perspectives you adopt in why you're making your decisions and the thing is what ends up happening is you end up creating delays and chaos and whatever whatever the limits each archetype has that's what you end up creating um, or struggle because of the space of the of the archetype that you're limiting yourself with slash identifying with and so what you want to do is and is realize that and this takes a great deal of self-awareness as i mentioned and even then you could like no amount of self-awareness can like really detangle fully detangle all of this but as you start the thing is the point is to start because as you start doing this things will shift you will see things shifting within yourself and within your environment as you start so just get started like don't get discouraged because even i like 
I'm still learning this process and like applying this to myself. And this is a lifelong journey. This is something that you're just going to find and like that's it, you're done. This is a lifelong process of unraveling and it's just continuing to unravel yourself. And as you do, you start to experience more and more of that creative flow and creative potential that you wanna experience, that creative bliss, that creative ecstasy that you want to experience. The best thing to do is look at how your perspective colors your world. So this includes your decisions, your triggers, how you perceive yourself, how you perceive others, how you want others to perceive you, what attachments you have, what do you judge others for, what do you judge yourself for, what are you afraid of, what are you ashamed of, um, what do you value in yourself, what do you value in other people, what do you want to be valued for? These are all, ex like looking at those, like literally asking yourself these questions can reveal which archetypes you're already um, identifying with. Eventually, I am working on this for you guys, by the way, I am creating a person, uh, and uh, personally, pers an archetype assessment for you guys to take. It'll be on the website and I will let you know um, as soon as it's up. I will either let you know in the podcast or if you guys follow me on socials, I will let you guys know as soon as it's up for you guys to go and check it out um, because it's going to be basically allowing you, you're going to take this quiz and it's going to allow you to, to assess which archetype that you're identifying with right now. And then you'll also get a PDF download that'll tell you what to do about that um so if you're and it'll be free like don't worry about that um so if you are interested you guys can either follow me or you can go on the website thecreatrixmethod.com and subscribe to the email list and then i'll simply let you guys know as soon as the 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 uh, the assessment is ready i'm working i'm currently working on it it'll, it'll probably take me a couple weeks though because there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there anyways so you want to ask yourself those questions and then what you need to realize is that all these questions that I ask you, you're probably thinking, okay, but this is what makes me me. That's the point. <laughs> That's what people think they are. That is who people think they are, these things. But the truth is you are all of them and none of them all at once. And in reality, it's all an identity you've created for yourself, either consciously, subconsciously, but usually it's both. And so the thing is when you're attached to a specific identity, you, there's an unraveling that can't happen and you can't get to get to the deep gooey juicy center of who you are and that's what you that's what you're here for that's why you're listening to this or watching this and so this process of identifying is a constant process it's not something you just do once you don't just sit down answer these questions and like you stop as i said this takes a great deal of self-awareness and so you don't take inventory once and then you get done with it and you move forward you move on because as I said, your mind needs to attach its identity to something. And however long you've been attaching your identity to the specific archetype, like it's it's been it's become a habit now. And now you're trying to change this habit. So it's not just going to happen overnight. You don't just snap your fingers and change it. But as long as you approach this with intention, you will start seeing I've seen clients start doing this within days of us working on this. Like they just start shifting identities and then shifting into another one <laughs> or shifting back into themselves and then shifting into another one so what you want to do is really keep an eye out for that because your mind is going to keep finding new sneaky ways to attach itself to another identity and the reason behind that for those of you guys who were wondering is simply because our minds are terrified of what we're actually capable of like 
terrified, petrified of the power, the creative power that we hold. And it knows that when you attach yourself to an identity, you limit the power that you can fully, that you can actually express. So what you want to do, so that's what is, so that's what it does. And you don't have to get frustrated with it. That's its job that it's there to protect you and you needed that, but now you don't, as you know. So then it's just a matter of like, you yeah, know, okay, gently, oh, you're attaching yourself to an identity again. Let's just bring you back to center. Let's just detach, let's just detach and you continuing to do that. So the cycle is going to continue. As I said, it's a lifelong process. It's just the more you do it, the easier it gets, the more aware you become, it's a habit. It's, it's like a muscle. You flex it, you flex it, and you keep flexing. So um, and a really good example I'd like to share is a personal one with me. I've been in my novice since I was probably 17. I created this attachment to, the, to that identity. And about a year and a half, two years ago, I started detaching from my novice. And I thought I was in this in center, right? And sometimes I would be. It's not that I would never was. Of course, I would be. But then... It got to the point where I actually started attaching my identity to the authority archetype and it literally became who I am. Like I was so attached to being the authority, to being seen and perceived as the authority. Um, and that's where I was for, for a really, really long time. And I had to, and one of the, one of the manifestations of that was that I had this need because the authority, each archetype is also based on your perception of the archetype. So it's always nuanced. And I had this need to always be right or to always be seen as right. And whenever someone would challenge me, I would get so triggered because again, I had to be seen as this authority, right? And so once I realized that I was like, ooh, so look out for your triggers because a lot of times your triggers can show you a lot about what you're attaching your identity to. So when I started really noticing that, I was like, oh, okay. And I knew that it was affecting my relationships. It was affecting my expression of myself, like how I showed up in my marketing, how I showed up in my business, how I showed up to serve people, how I showed up to um, in my personal relationships, how I showed up in life in general, how much I how how I was a even able to enjoy life. Like I knew it was affecting that. And so it was like, okay, let's shift that. And it's not that I was suffering. Like I had a pretty great life while I was attached to my to my identity as an authority. So it's not a matter of suffering. It's just it makes it limit it limited me and i don't want to be limited <laughs> at all and so i started shifting i started like looking at that and every time it would come up i started looking at it and shifting it looking at it and shifting it looking at it and shifting it and so this is a prime example of me going from one archetype one very powerful archetype to another powerful archetype and creating a complete like the life that i wanted but not fully you know not being fully satisfied with everything that i was creating simply because i was attaching myself to, to to that identity so that's an example of that next let's actually talk about the detachment so the detachment process is basically resp re replacing one perspective with another each identity has their own perspective as i shared in the last episode and so Instead of replacing the perspective with another identity's perspective, which is what we tend to do, because again, we must attach ourselves to this identity. What you want to do is 
fully embody the perspective that all things deserve to exist. You see, as humans, what we tend to do is we tend to judge things and add a meaning to them. It's how we've survived all this long. And so when something happens, it's like it's either bad, good or bad. We pass a judgment onto the thing. When in reality, life isn't good or bad. It just is. I had a friend who told me that and like it really, um, at the time, it really it really, you know, like struck me because at the time I was like going through a lot and I was like, oh my God, this is shitty, it's shitty. And my friend was like, no, like no, nothing is shitty. <laughs> you know, every there's no such thing as good or bad. It just is. And so a lot of times we take things personally and when things happen, we take it personally. We make it mean something about ourselves or something about who we are, aka, and when it doesn't reflect the identity that we've attached to it, we start wanting to control things and wanting to like change things and whatever because we don't actually fully believe that everything deserves to exist everything and it's a very hard um concept to fully embody it, it can be conceptual in your head where you're like yeah sure everything deserves to exist but to truly fully embody that it's a very scary thing to do especially when there's so much um abuse and and pain and suffering in the world it's very very hard because for someone who cares about all of that, you can, and I know a lot of you guys do, um, you may fear that that means that you'll become passive and you won't, like that, that's a very passive um, perspective to hold. But you, but the thing about all things existing, like, Desert, like uh, be allowing all things to exist is that your anger at, at the pain in the world can also exist your fear of what's happening in the world can also exist everything gets to exist and so there's a free there's a certain freedom that this affords you because if everything gets to exist you have a choice you have potential everything is in this space of potential and you get to choose the experiences that you want just both for yourself and for other people so it's just another level it's just a higher level of choice in this space you can really be clear in who you really are and what you really really want it's that space of pure poten potential and it will show itself in many different ways in many different situations. So a really good example of this, just to drive this home, this concept home for you guys is water. I'm gonna use water as an example. So if you, when you are identifying, when you are attaching your identity to something, you are a drop of water in the vast ocean, but you're literally thinking when you're identifying attaching your identity to something you're literally thinking that you are a drop of water that is separate from the ocean even though you are part of the ocean that is your perspective you are separate from the ocean when that's not true at all whatsoever what you actually want what the truth is that you are part of the ocean you are part of the waves you are part of everything the, the ocean is but you being attached to this specific identity completely separates you perspective wise completely separates you from the truth of what it is and so what that means is you don't actually have much of a choice you end up going wherever the ocean takes you you know and so you don't actually have any power over <laughs> what it is that you want to create or enough power because the more separated you are from the ocean the less say you have in where you get to go however when you're in the space of Oh, I am part of the ocean. I am not separate from the ocean. I am part of the ocean. All the people, everything around me, all the energy around me, I am a part of it. The good and the bad, 
the beautiful and the ugly. When you really truly embody this for yourself, you're able to create and manipulate everything you're a part of. Because as you shift within everything you're connected to, because you see the connection, you're able to shift it within yourself, within yourself and without, <laughs> as above, so below the whole, you know, the whole thing. So yeah, and this detachment isn't, it's not something that you just do. So this detachment from this perspective that you were separate from this identity that you have, it's not just a, a mental thing that you do. It's not just like, oh yeah, I am sep I am part of the ocean and whatever. No, you, you, it's something, it needs to be followed up by actions, decisions, how you express yourself, because that's what really anchors the perspective of, I am all of this and none of it. That's what anchors it. So, and that can't, it's also something that, it's not something that can be done when you are judging without, when you're doing anything but approaching this from a space of true unconditional love for yourself and for everything. Because again, remember, everything deserves to exist. And that's that. So in the exa example, um, so again, I want to bring this back to the example of the attachment that I had to always being right. I had to first understand why I had this attachment in the first place. And then once I noticed, oh, okay, I have this attachment. I want, this is something I want to change. I had to notice each time it came up and then make a different choice. And usually the choice that I had to make felt unnatural because again, it wasn't part of my identity. And so I see a lot of people in the like in the personal growth space who are like, oh, I'm only going to do what feels aligned, what feels good. And a lot of times it doesn't actually work simply because of the fact that in order to unravel yourself, you're going to do things that may not feel natural for you to do. You're going to make decisions that make may not feel natural for you to make simply because you're adopting a different identity. You're, you're shutting this current, this identity that you're currently embodying and stepping into a different one. Um, and there's nothing, and, th and that's the whole point so that you can access all of the things that exist. So an example of what I, of, of what I just said, like my natural instinct, if I was, you know, when I was attached to this was that it was either to reject the person I thought was wrong, to push them away, to defend myself, to prove myself, to, to, to prove that I was right and to prove the other person wrong. Like there were specific things I needed, I had to do in order to feel good, to feel good about myself. <laughs> um, and the choice that I needed to make didn't necessarily have to be an opposite choice. It just had to be a different one. And so this is this is where the nuances of all of it comes from. It's like, and this is why like having people like with different perspectives as you're doing this allows you to truly, um, to truly grow because sometimes you think you're making a choice that's like not part of the identity that you're trying to shed when in reality it is. And so it's just like, it, it gets really tricky in that sense. And this is why you want to have that objective, uh, objectivity um, of yourself and also that self-awareness. And so the next thing you want to do, oh, before before I move move forward, this is also why I've created the newsletter. I'm just going to do a little shameless plug here, but it's really not a plug. It's just like, it's the truth. Like 
I've created this news the newsletter that I that I mentioned because it allows us it's just another way for you guys to go deeper and have a little bit more assistance and like really seeing yourself in a different light because it's that that's going to allow you to leverage everything that you guys are learning here today um, and in all these episodes. So if you haven't yet signed up for the newsletter, go to thecreatrixmethod.com and sign up for it. You won't regret it. Anyways, the next thing is leverage. When you're fully detached, as I, as I mentioned before, when you're fully detached, you can actually leverage the archetype strings when necessary. You see, when you're attached to a certain identity, you're in that identity all the time. There's no getting out of it. That is just who you are. That is just where you where you are. And so you use its strengths all the time, but you also you also fall privy to its weaknesses all the time, to its limits all the time. Whereas once you detach from it, it's kind of like if you're in it, you can't really leverage it. But once you detach, you can actually see it and leverage it when necessary, because that's what creation is. Creation is really looking at the resources that you have and creating something out of it. It's kind of like if you're doing a painting, you have paint, you have all these different mediums, you have, maybe you have a canvas if you decide to use a canvas and you have the paintbrushes or whatever, and you're looking at the different mediums that you have and you want to create this painting, and then you paint using the resources that you have. And then as your resources expand, you do more and more and more of that. That's literally creation and the same applies to your life the same applies to your experiences the same applies to your work all of it all the things that you want to create you have the resources around you they're all around you but you can't fully leverage them including and they're also within yourself you can't fully leverage all of them if you're only seeing some of them and that's what happens when you're attached to a specific identity. You're only seeing like a quarter of the resources you actually have available to you. And that's why you don't feel as fulfilled and fully, your work doesn't feel as fully integrated as you'd like, to, like it to be because you're not fully integrated. So how can your expression be? So as I mentioned, we all moved between these archetypes, each of these archetypes naturally. And we also naturally attach ourselves to specific identities, even when it's unnecessary, especially when it's unnecessary. And the creatrix method that I'm sharing with you in this, um, in this show is what's going to allow you to bring awareness to it and move forward with intention. The whole point of it is to bring you back to center and allow you to harness the full power of your creative mind. Anywho, that's all I've got for you guys today. I know, like, it was a lot. <laughs> I would love to hear your biggest takeaways um, from this episode. You can add them in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, or you can either email me at Samoa at inkedbysamoa.com, or you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Samoa Blanchett. Also, if you're intrigued by the content I post here, I mentioned the... Um, Creatrix Collective, which is my newsletter, you should go check it out at thecreatrixmethod.com. As always, it is a pleasure. I love you guys so much. Bye. Love you guys.